NFL season has begun. Alright everybody, I've got a little bit of a adjustment in my studio here, and so we'll see if um, the audio quality is suffering or not. Um, I, what I ended up doing is I had a wall, an empty wall in front of me that was just the framing, and I decided to go ahead and sheetrock it, and yeah, we'll see if it ends up making too much echo or too much bounce back, I guess. Um, so things I want to talk about, sorry, I was adjusting my mic as I was going along because I was like, uh, things I want to talk about is transactions. We've had some movement already in the league, so that's always really cool. Congratulations to everybody on moving and being active. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Uh, talked a few about some news, <clears throat> Some news and stuff that's going down. Um, as everybody knows, the biggest one was that, oh man, someone's my throat. <coughs> Excuse me. The biggest news is Andrew Luck retiring. Uh, like I said, that happened before the draft and uh, actually the day of the draft and nobody fell for the trick of, of drafting him. So everybody was up on him. So that's really, really good. Um, outside of that, it seems like everybody's kind of been dropping and finagling their team to try to get it just, just right. Try to get their lineups all situated. Um, <clears throat> so we have some news. We've got some, I'll talk about head to head about the different um, matchups that are happening this week. And uh, from that, then I'll probably talk about the trades. That's probably the biggest thing is there's a trade that happened in the league. And so kind of talk about the pros and cons, why I did, why I, went through with the trade, why I thought it was a fair trade. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it kind of actually ties into some news. So first off, if anybody who's listening to this is not in our league and um, is just hanging out, just hearing a little bit about behind the scenes in our league, first off, welcome. Oh, I should take my hat off because it keeps hitting the mic. Hold on. Man, talk about not being prepared. Um, so anyways, welcome everybody. And like I said, if you're listening to us and you're not in our league, um, welcome. You're welcome to sh send me questions if you want. My Twitter is MichaelDewey99. That's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Dewey, D-E-W-E-Y, 9-9. Um, if you are in the league and you're not following me on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. No, you don't have to follow me on Twitter if you don't want to, but um, you can see all the information that I'm kind of talking about football wise usually it's chiefs related so uh, if you want to know absolutely everything about the chiefs backfield and wide receivers and transactions and all that crazy stuff and my opinions on it feel follow me on twitter as well so so the biggest news is still the holdouts i'd say those are the two big things so you're looking at uh, ezekiel elliott and melvin gordon those are the two big two big holdouts um when it comes to melvin gordon um I, I'm thinking he's going to be traded. Melvin Gordon got the approval to from the, the team for the agent to start seeking trades. So there's a chance that it could be working out that kind of a deal. Um, you should probably watch for Houston. The only problem is, is Houston doesn't really have very many draft picks anymore. So I don't believe... Houston's going to want to give up anything or the Chargers are not going to take anything that's not like current. I'm guessing the Chargers want like a first round for Melvin Gordon, um, which 
the Texans don't really have next year, I believe, because they traded. Oh, that is some other interesting news. Yeah, they did some big trade trades and offseason stuff, which not really fantasy related, but more uh, football related. Um, but yeah, Texans don't really have a an opening. And outside of that, off the top of my head, I can't think of a team who would want to give up that much capital for a running back because they have a pretty good, decent backfield already or a serviceable backfield. Um, yeah, I mean, like just going through the different divisions, the AFC West is all good. Um, yeah, Jacksonville, Tennessee, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, is Melvin Gordon an upgrade to most of the people in those on those teams? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Are those running backs those serviceable for what they need to be a successful NFL team? Yeah, so that's where the cost outweighs the means on it, and I don't believe they're going to get a first round for it. I mean, they may get a player in response, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the other person who is holding out is Ezekiel Elliott. However, things have started to look somewhat optimistic, but yet at the same time, not. So for example, um, Ezekiel Elliott has moved, I guess he was in the off season in Miami. He's now in Dallas area in, uh, in hopes that that deal gets done and he's there and ready to go. I uh, don't have to wait for him to fly over and get situated. So that's a positive. That usually means that something might be coming down the pike. But at the same time, there's a there's a released uh, note saying that they are worlds apart still, and so I I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna see. That's why I have um, I picked up Pollard on my team just because not knowing what Ezekiel Elliott's situation is gonna be, I picked him up. Um, so I'm kind of I'm playing this year like a glass cannon on my team. I've got a lot of people who might be good may not be good, maybe complete trash, uh, might be clogging up my, my roster and I should have gone with some better players, but I figure why not live life on the edge this year? I've always been conservative and safe on everything. So let's go crazy. Um, so yeah, Ezekiel Elliott may have a deal done. Melvin Gordon. I don't really see that happening. I think he's going to hold out till week 10 or he's going to get traded. And even then, I don't think he's going to come back. Oh, that was one thing too, that he, that uh, a report came out from Melvin Gordon. They said that um, the team will not continue negotiation talks until the end of the season. And at that point, Melvin Gordon is a free agent. And so they, I don't think are going to come back and be on the same team. Like, I don't think they're going to work together. And I think he's done in the, in the LA area now. Um, so yeah, so those kind of big ones. Oh yeah. Um, the other big news, Antonio Brown, supposedly has his helmet situation resolved i think i'm not really sure it hasn't really been over the news i know he had it tested i know it failed there's a bunch of things back and forth with that um but uh but yeah he he is pretty much out uh, out there working with the with the oakland raiders or the las vegas raiders or whatever they are now they i i don't i don't i don't think he's going to be that great. i think it'd be serviceable i don't think he's gonna be amazing personally that's my personal belief on it but uh, but yeah, so let's go through some transactions. Let's just talk about what happened this week in, in our league. It, as soon as the, the draft ended, like the next morning, the very next morning, uh, Connor had already started dropping in and picking up players. So he, he dropped out Darius Geis. That's an interesting move, um, to drop Darius Geis. I think that's important, uh, to know that he still is recovering from his injury 
And so he could be an amazing player or he could be a complete flop. There really is a lot of we don't know. The only thing we do know is he had a setback is what we heard. Um, and so that setback may mean that he is out for like another four or five weeks. It may be that he's out long term. Don't really know. Um, but it says that on Monday, um, he'll he'll get more carriers than Adrian Peterson. That's what they said on Monday. So <clears throat> so maybe he'll come back and he'll be he'll be a star. And if so, that kind of ties into the person who picked him up a little bit later, um, Super Camario Dom. He picked up Darius Geis and dropped Justice Hill. So good good on dropping Justice Hill. I think that was not good. Um, not good to have him. Um, anyway, so other things that have kind of happened is like defenses got picked up and dropped and moved around and stuff. And so nothing too crazy about that. So Brandon dropped Houston and uh, picked up the jets, <clears throat> which picking up the jets defense is kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I'm still have a lot of my, my reservation is still out on the jets. I don't think they're going to be amazing, but they could surprise and that could be a good one. But Houston's always had a good defense. Maybe he did that because of, Oh yeah. The other part of the news, the, the Davian Clowney news. So for those who don't know, um, the Texans have, don't have a GM. So it's their head coach, uh, Bill O'Brien, who is doing all of the transaction type stuff. So any contract negotiation, any trading of players, it's all coming from Bill O'Brien, not a GM. This is one of those prime reasons why it's important to have a GM because GMs have the ability to be to separate themselves from their team in the sense of what they want, what they don't want, takes more of the emotion out of it, understands the true value of the player to be able to get value back so that the the team doesn't suffer for, you know, giving up nothing for a player who could have gotten maybe a lot of draft picks back or something along that line. So. The Texans traded Clowney to the Seahawks. So the Seahawks traded him over there. They got some draft picks back. I think they got a third round pick back uh, for it. But then they got two players. The two players are not real big name players. They're kind of B-grade kind of players. Um, They're going to be depth players. So there could be a chance for that, uh, for some positives for it. But it wasn't any equal apples to apples type of player that came back. So... We'll have to see if that pans out. But yeah, Jadavian Clowney is no longer in Houston. It's just J.J. Watt. That could be good. That could be bad. Um, the other part of it is they traded, the Chiefs traded their like fourth or fifth on the running back. Oh yeah, there's more news. Forgot coming back to the Chiefs. They traded their fourth or fifth running back on the roster um, to the Texans. That was uh, Carlos Hyde. And they got a guard back. So it was a player for a player. Potentially both players were going to be cut from their team. Uh, but I think the guard has a lot more upside because he was a previously third round pick, high athletic ability. If he can just be taught and trained properly, he could actually be really, really valuable. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. And then who was the other trade? Oh, yeah. The Texans picked up Kenny Stills and... Um, what is the one of the best the best uh, tackles or guards in the league for Miami? So they sent them like a fir- two first rounds and a third round and craziness for this new offensive lineman and Kenny Stills. Um, 
So crazy, crazy stuff going on there. I'm not sure what to think of the Texans because the Texans had a really terrible offensive line. They traded away one of their guards who was a starter last year, but then got an even better one. So maybe it's going to be better. Maybe it kind of came out in the wash. I don't know. Um, But yeah, really, really interesting what's going on with the Texans for sure. Um, Then the other piece of news is the Buffalo Bills cut LaShawn McCoy. And I know Kendrick saw my tweet. Um, other people probably saw it too. But uh, I was not wanting LaShawn McCoy to come to Kansas City for complete, complete, complete personal reasons uh, for my fantasy team. I have I have Williams starting running back for the, the Chiefs. And I had Thompson, who was the backup. But now that LaShawn McCoy comes in, LaShawn McCoy easily bumps into the number two role. And potentially could take it over and be the number one later on. So, yeah, I'm kind of screwed with that because pretty much I have two picks that are now worthless. But Michelle McCoy does get hurt. I don't know. Should I? I don't know. I just don't know what to do now. And that's one thing that's really frustrating with my team is I just don't know what to do. So, I guess for anybody who's interested, um, Demetrius Harris is. Um, or not Harry Demetrius Harris, um, Mr. Williams on my my team, he is available for trade. If anybody, if anybody wants to trade for him, I'll listen. I'm not going to give him away for free, but I just don't want to deal with the the potential up and down. That's my uh, that it, honestly that was one of the most frustrating things. But yeah, so Lashawn McCoy, he's now at the Chiefs. That could be a great thing for the Chiefs um, if he was in his prime. I'd be all about that as a Chiefs fan. Now that it's not his prime, I'm not sure I'm all about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what other things, what other tra- transactions? Uh, like I said, Don picked up Jerry's guys. I picked up Tony Pollard uh, because I wasn't sure what the situation with Ezekiel Elliott was going to be. I've tried trading him to Michael Weberly, but uh, Michael does not want him or has not responded to me. So, Michael, if you listen to my podcast... You need to respond. You need to respond. Um, and then we've got Melvin Gordon. Oh, so here's the big trade. Actually, let's do the trade last. I'll run through the last of the, the waiver claims and stuff. Um, Dom picked up Alexander Madison, which is Minnesota's backup. Um, can you get any more of a colonial name? My name is Alexander Madison. I am a signer on the Constitution. I don't know. I just It just sounds like something... Alexander Madison, you could have a song or something about him. Uh, but anyways, he's the backup uh, to Dalvin Cook. Very good backup. And so Dom's just trying to lock up a backfield, I think. Um, and then Kareem Hunt, he's who he dropped, which is makes sense. Honestly, that was a smart choice to drop Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's going to be suspended. Kareem Hunt also had hernia surgery. There's a lot of those types of things. So, um, so he dropped Kareem Hunt. Then later on, it looks like Robbie Gould. We got some kicker swapping. No big deal with kicker swapping. Um, then maybe I'm missing something on Justice Hill. Am I missing something on Justice Hill? Um, is he the starter? I need to do some research on Justice Hill potentially. Um, the reason why I got to do some... Okay, so here's, here's what the most recent thing is uh, for... Oh, late work. Lamar Jackson will break Michael Vick's record. No, I don't want that. Um, summary for Justice Hill. Anything? There's no 
information available. Great. Um, as far as I was aware, um, Melvin Ingram was still the starting running back for Baltimore. So unless I'm missing something, and maybe Justice Hill is just going to be a really great backup. And so similar to the Alexander Madison type role, they're just trying to lock up some backups, some valuable backups. That could very well be. But Justice Hill got picked up and Cortland Sutton, Sutton got dropped, which that one's kind of interesting. I, I mean, Cortland Sutton is going to be the one or two uh, for Denver. So maybe, maybe... I mean, let's just real quick. Let's look at uh, Kendrick's team. Does he need running back depth? Wide receiver. I'm looking at his bench right now. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back. Okay, so he needed some running back depth. He had only one running back on his bench. So that's why he picked up Justice Hill. He's just trying to get some, just some depth at running back because he doesn't really have a lot of depth there, um, which is pretty smart. Honestly, the hardest thing with fantasy football is running backs go down with injury. It's the most brutal contact type position so get as many as you can on your roster so that you can handle those types of things what's hard then is sometimes you're dropping a really valuable wide receiver um so then my transaction is i dropped trey burton and picked up jimmy graham mainly because this weekend i need a tight end to play but i'm finding out jimmy graham is questionable now so i will potentially be dropping jimmy graham as it gets closer to thursday we'll see what happens um, but yeah, you guys have been really active. I love it. I love, 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 love it. You guys are doing great. Um, now in regards to the trade for those who did not see it or don't know, um, I traded Chris Carson, a Seattle running back to, um, Brandon for, which is uh millennium, millennium Falcon. Um, and so I traded him Chris Carson and I got back Melvin Gordon, reason why I did that is I had Austin Eckler on my on my team and I thought hey I can lock up that backfield because regardless of who's in it's going to be a good a good uh, team uh a good running back so cuz Austin Eckler's great same with Melvin Gordon so um that's why I was wanting to trade for him but potentially it may have been a better trade now that there has been news that uh, Melvin Gordon is being potentially being traded the reason why is that means austin eckler potentially might be the starter all year now he also gets hurt rather quickly so um might need to consider looking into his backups and stuff like that which i believe is jackson um but uh i we don't we don't have that big of a bench so we can't just stash and store a ton of players and i'm not going to put that much investment into one team's backfield no more than two <laughs> um chiefs um chris carson i think was going to be a pretty consistent player a consistent um running back the only thing for me is like i was looking for more high upside i'm like i said i'm trying something different this year i'm wanting to try to go more boom bust i'm trying to hold on to those players that's going to keep get me there long term you know get me through the playoffs anything along that line the only problem is is i'm kind of holding ransoming the current state of my team for the future so i'm holding them ransom so i mean ultimately you need to get to the playoffs before you can let have this stuff pay off um hopefully i'm not compromising my team too much um but we'll see i mean dom already texted me and said that he thought that it was a lopsided trade in my favor um 
<clears throat> if you're going to look at total games played at the very at this current moment this week, uh, it looks like Brandon is going to win the trade because Chris Carson's getting an extra one extra game that Melvin Gordon's not going to play. So Brandon is getting a player who can actually contribute right now and help him win right now. And I'm hoping to have a player later on. Whoa, bumped something there. Um, so yeah, so we're going to have to see. Let's run through real quick the lineup for this week. See who's playing who and um, is it whom? Who's playing whom? Who's playing who? I don't know. I'm not grammatically correct. So if you have issues with grammar, you probably aren't going to enjoy listening to me. Um, but I get the point across. That's all that matters. So week one, who's playing whom? Who? We have myself. We'll start myself because when I bring it up, I'm, it starts with my team. So I am playing Darren. And currently, I'm considered the underdog by about six points or 6%. So I'm a 6% underdog right now. Um, I think there will be a slight adjustment to the the teams and stuff. But this week, we're rooting for, well, me, of course. But I'm looking at, at uh, Darren's team, and he actually has a fairly good team. Honestly, it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, but he is favored to win. There's a lot of history with Darren and my team. The most infamous game was, happened, I want to say, four years ago, where it's the first and only time we've ever had this happen in our league, uh, which is actually this is a perfect little time for a PSA, a little public service announcement. Even though you win your, your game after Monday night, just so you know, Every Tuesday night, the league runs stat corrections. So you can always check if you go on Yahoo, you can see what the stat correction was. So sometimes somebody is, uh, has a fumble that was counted, but then as the stat correction go through later, they realize, oh, they didn't actually fumble, um, and that's an error in the stats. Well, Darren and I were so close. He beat me by like point, I want to say point four. 0.4 points or something like that, 0.04 maybe even, it was ridiculously small. And I was like, hey, congratulations, congratulations, whatever. And then Tuesday morning, I was in Michigan. I was on my, on my uh, one of my college tours. I remember sitting in the parking lot of the um, after the college fair, and I looked down, and it says I won. And I'm like, what? And yeah, there was a stat correction that bumped me over and I ended up beating him by 0 0.2, 0 0.02. And he was ticked. He thought I was doing commissioner favorites and stuff because he's like, I won. I won. It said I won. Yeah. So, so you got to watch out for those types of things. You never know what's going to happen. Um, it, it could happen soon. It could happen later. But usually, usually I beat Darren. This year could be completely different. So every year is different. I'd say Darren's getting a little better with his team. Um, I mean, he's got Sean Watson. He's got Saquon Barkley. He's got Travis Kelsey. Those are pretty, those are big hitters, big, big hitters. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Next lineup, we have Connor taking on Kendrick. And this is what, this one is the exact same. Kendrick is an underdog. He is a uh, eight point underdog. So Connor's got the upper hand on this one. Uh, we'll see. Oh, well, that's why Kendrick doesn't have a kicker in. <laughs> so, um, so PSA Kendrick, if you're listening, get a kicker in by Sunday or Thursday, I guess, if you're wanting to, to get that in. One other thing, by the way, another strategy for fantasy football, we yawn again. 
Oh, man, I'm tired. I had a long holiday weekend. Had a birthday. I'm 33. I'm getting old. Um, is Thursday night games. There's Thursday night games that come up. So if you have somebody playing in the Thursday night game, be sure to make sure, be sure to put that player not in your flex. So don't put them in your flex. Put them in the actual lineup. So say you had a wide receiver playing on Thursday night. Make sure you put that wide receiver in your wide receiver slot. The reason why is because um, if something crazy happens, you have more flexibility to where you can actually like sub out a running back or sub out a wide receiver um, or a tight end or somebody that you need because of injuries or suspensions or whatever may happen. You have that flexibility. Um, it's pretty rare that you I actually find that you would utilize that, but it's a good strategy to start getting in, in practice for. Um so, so yeah, if you have somebody playing Green Bay or, or Chicago, make sure they're actually in their respective slots and not in the flex. So the next one is Super Camario. Dom is playing Jacob. And Jacob is currently a 10%. No, hold on. 6 plus 6 is 12%. He's a 12% underdog. So Dom's, oh boy, let's see if he can pull it off. But that's because he's going up against Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And he has Sammy Watkins in the lineup. I don't know if you should do that. Pretty much Jacob, if you didn't know, he lives and dies by the Chiefs on his fantasy team. I should try to trade him um, for for Williams. I should. I don't know, Jake, do you, want, do you want Williams? You can have like the entire Chiefs lineup. Um, I'll just take Aaron Jones from you. Aaron Jones for for Williams. Deal? All right, text me if you're interested. Um, but yeah, Dom, Dom's got some work to do, but Dom doesn't have that bad of a team, which is, we'll have to see. He has like the unprovens. So Chris Godwin, uh, Cooper Cup, those guys are both coming back from their respective injuries, but are really, oh, Godwin, I don't think he was injured, but um, Cooper Cup is coming in and potentially have um, a great game and could potentially have a stinker. Uh, but he was really good when he was in. He was a regular 15 to 20 point player. So, and he's only projected to have nine. So that's kind of an upside player. Um, you know, actually, who do I think is going to win? I should, even though they have the, the favorites, I should say who I think is going to win. Between Darren and I, I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Now I'm going to jinx myself now. You guys can all watch and see how it goes with that. But I'm claiming, I'm seeing that, saying I'm going to win. Um, between Connor and, and Gordon's the Galaxy, I'm actually going to say Kendrick. Kendrick Gordon's a galaxy. I think he's going to win it. Um, Super Camario versus Jacob. I actually think Dom's going to pull this one off um, because all it takes is Sammy Watkins on Jacob's team, who's in his flex, to get like one target because everything's going Tyree Kill and Williams' way this, this game. And then he has like a nothing, a zero from that player. So I, I rarely like to play three players from the same team, even as high powered as the Chiefs. I just don't like to do it. Um, so I'm going to say Dom. I think Dom's got the more balanced team. Um, good Juju. So Coach Cantrell, Matt, he is going to play his sister. We have the first sibling bowl. Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. Matt, 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 Matt. Cantrell, Cantrell, Cantrell. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What's going to happen, 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 happen? Um, so anyways, so we have um, Good Juju and Victoria's Secret. They are going to be playing each other. Um Right now, it looks like Matt's in the lead, so good Juju's going to be is expected to win. Running over the team here real quick. Russell Wilson, Mike Thomas, Tyreek Hill, or 
T.Y. Hilton, Fournette, Curly. Um, um, I think Cassie's got this one. I think Cassie's going to pull it out. Um, there's players that I don't really have a lot of faith on on Matt's team, but at the same time could be good. People I don't have faith on on Matt's team. Um, Derek Henry. I know he had big games at the end of the season. Just not really sure about that one. Um, Antonio Brown. Uh, it's still a Raiders situation. We'll see. Uh, so I worry a little bit about that. Um, next game, we have Michael W. taking on my brother-in-law, <clears throat> Derek. So uh, Derek's team is dad jokes for days. So MFGA, so make football great again versus dad jokes for days. And this is the biggest spread in terms of underdog versus not underdog. Michael Weberly is only a 35% chance to win. And um, Derek is a 65. That is a huge swing, huge, huge swing. So right now it looks like Derek's going to win just by that. Looking at the lineup though. Um, well, that's also Mike. Michael still has Ezekiel Elliott in. So he needs to adjust that running back position. Um but, oh man, oh, this is going to actually be kind of close. I think this is going to be the low scoring game of the weekend. If I had to guess, this is going to be the lowest scoring game between the two teams of the weekend. Um, I'm going to go with Derek. I'm going to go with you, Derek. You got this this year or this week. It's all you. Uh, and the last lineup for this week is going to be Millennium Falcons. And feeling the breeze. So that's going to be Travis and Brandon. Uh, looks like Travis is the favorite. Looking at the team here. Oh, those are rough quarterbacks. You have Mitch Trubisky and Drew Brees going head to head. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Travis on this one. Only because I like his running backs more. Um he has Connor and David and David Johnson, and then Brandon has Chubb and Carson. Um, yeah, I like those better. I like the. I'm not sure why Brandon has Will Fuller in as a. That's a really boom player, not a kind of a high bust player. And then Tyreek Cohen. Brandon has Tyreek Cohen in. I still think um, that is not going to be Tyreek Cohen's backfield. Um, I think it's actually what's his name. Mopper, uh, the T league I listen to calls him opportunity. Ty, uh, not Ty Montgomery, David Montgomery, Montgomery, whatever his name is. I think he's going to be the starter. So, um, in terms of things to be aware of or, um, that are coming down the pike on in games, uh, looking at weather, um, things are going to be fine with that for the games. I think pretty much the hurricanes aren't going to affect too many games coming through, um, or if so, like it would be, there'd be some stuff coming about, about it right now. Um, thunderstorms happening. It looks like in Miami. Um, but it still looks like it's going to be fine. 85 degrees at kickoff. And so just thunderstorms. So that one may have delays the Baltimore Miami game. Outside of that, I think it's gonna be a pretty clear game. Pretty good all around. This is like the best time for weather wise and football. Um, nice, perfect weather. Only issues you have to worry about is if it's extremely hot and humid, players might get cramps. Um, but I don't really see any potential potential issues for that at the moment. Um, 
because NFL teams are pretty good with keeping people hydrated. So anyways, I hope you all had a great rest, great weekend, great holiday weekend. I had a great birthday, um, great anniversary as well. It's my birth anniversary. Um, or yeah, birth anniversary. It's, I got married on the same day I got, um, I was born. So that was fun. Um, we had fun. We went out and went to a place that plays some different music for our anniversary. Uh, for my birthday, we had ice cream and just kind of hung out as a family. Um, and I worked on my potential office slash man cave. So yeah, that was fun. Anyways, I hope you all have a great weekend. Best of luck to everyone who's playing this week. Uh, hopefully you're going to tune in Thursday for the, the first NFL game. Bears, Packers, going to be a great one. Uh, so until next week, I'll talk to you next time.